Welcome. <laughs> so grateful to be here with you, Gary and Kelly Wilkerson, Thank that we you. have a chance to spend just a little time together and talk about family and uh, share a little bit of insight. Our desire in this podcast and video is to be able to just find hope and encouragement as we deal with the difficulties of our relationships lost and battling family members, children that are going through hard times, even our marriage. Um, you know, a lot of what happens in Teen Challenge is so miraculous to the individual, um, but there is what I call a need for horizontal healing. We found the Lord, we found Jesus, but there is the rest of this miracle with our family. And even down the road in ministry, and having fallout and hurt and how do we find that balance? You know, it's like we know Jesus, we love Jesus, but there's a place of brokenness in our families that sometimes encroaches its way and causes us to lose heart and even lose sight mm -hmm. of what God may be doing or has promised us. So I just want to get together, be encouraged um, and kind of talk about what it's like to walk with the Lord through healing with our family. Mm -hmm. So thank you for being here. Thanks, yeah, I would love for you to share. How many years have you guys been married now? Let's look I to don't Kelly. I mistake, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, smart. No. 45, yeah. On, right. on Saturday, 45. the 27th, it'll <gasps> oh, be 45 years. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank wow. You. Yeah. Well, praise God, 45 years. So. I don't know if I remember the story. How did you guys meet? What was the... It was the... kind of a series of events that took place over about two or three months. Okay. And then um, kind of the apex of that was uh, one night at a concert. Gary's sister kind of raffled me off and we all went to Dairy Queen and, and uh, <laughs> had a date for the weekend. And uh, yeah coming up on uh, 45 years. Uh, for me, it was love at first sight. I know that's probably a bizarre thought for many people, like it's too emotional, but uh, I saw her. It was a beautiful East Texas, warm, mm. cool breeze blowing, moonlight, Christian music Ooh. playing in the background, uh, outdoors, <laughs> and just her face was glowing, her hair was glowing, and I was just like, oh God, I would love to get to know her, and maybe marry her. I, that's yeah, the yeah. First, first thought of uh, <clears throat> seeing her, and it took some convincing. She didn't choose me, I chose her. Oh. And then, uh, but uh, after convincing her, then having to convince her, her naval father, uh, oh. father was a Navy man. And, okay. Uh, he, was, he was wondering if a preacher could um, so provide. provide. For, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but he's, yeah. They accepted Gary and it's all been happy since. Oh, yes. <laughs> we have, so, uh, yeah, we have four, four. children. Everybody's married. We have 10 grandchildren. The oldest is 13. The youngest is two and a half months. So it's a very full and blessed life. And everybody lives close to us within 15 or 20 minutes oh, wonderful. of where we are. So it's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you say wonderful, but when all 10 grandkids are there at the same time, <laughs> it's like... Uh, yeah, I, yeah, we're, we're we're like, oh, uh, somebody shoot me, send you know, them home. Kelly punched me in the face, knock me out, so I can get some sleep. Uh, but uh, you know what? But if you knew our story, you would know, 
you know, it's almost like one of those movies that they show the end first and then they show you how you got there. So right. we're showing you the end. Four saved, sanctified, right. filled with the Holy Spirit kids, Good. all their kids, grandkids. If they're old enough to know Jesus, they know Jesus, they love Jesus, they pray, they read the Bible. Most of them, all, you know, three out of our four kids and several of our grandkids call her every single day and say, either mom or grandma, can we pray now? Wow. And then one of our sons, I mean, it frustrates me because it's like, I want to have dinner and she's not cooking. It's like an hour <laughs> later, they're still on the phone praying. Just, but so that's the end of the story. Right. But, you know, most people don't know the beginning of the story, even though we grew up, you know, dad starting Teen Challenge to, to, to know that all four of our kids at one point or another got involved in some form of addiction, mm. prodigal running from God, but also running into uh, the, the painful life of, of addictions. The worst case was a heroin addict kid wow. who um, was living homeless on the streets. And long story short, all four of them came back to Jesus, living, you know, a decade now, clean and sober, following after Jesus, going to Bible school, getting in ministry, starting careers, yes. uh, having, having children of their own and raising them up in the, as the Bible says, the fear and admonition of the Lord and doing good. Well, and, you know, I like that you said that, um, Gary, because I think especially as a Christian, uh, a Christian leader, a pastor, um, and you go around and there's these, every, life's great. My kids are at this point and I can very much relate um, with the brokenness where it's like that I don't, if you ask about my kids, it's almost, there's this immediate sense of wound in my heart because, you know, there's been, and so it's so um, great, praise God for where they're at. Take us back to when things weren't well when the brokenness was there because I think that's part of what again what we're trying to do today and encourage others as they're managing a family a marriage a loved one and in particular of course a child who has continued to fall away and it's like when is and and so tell us what what did God do in that season how what were some of the areas of maybe perspective because I think that's part of the battle not being able to see past this pain and feeling almost, what did I do wrong? Or carrying shame as a believer. Yeah. I mean, how do we process in that place when it's the, in the good, the victory isn't there yet? What are some things you've learned? What's helped you along the way? Well, it's, it hasn't been easy, you know? And certainly there's, um, there's definitely a dark season of the soul. Yeah. You know, that you, you're you just clinging to every promise that you can possibly remember. And, you know, it doesn't even really help to have it pasted on your <laughs> steering wheel or your mirror or your whatever because it's not being lived out. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't see the fruit of it. And you know that God's word is true. Mm. You know that it never ends. You know, it the, it's, it is written, you know, the earth and the everything is going to fade away, but the word of the, the Lord, word, yeah. yeah, it's not, it will never fade away. And, um, so that there was a lot of frustration, a lot of, um, anger and mm -hmm. just deep, deep sorrow. Yeah. And, um, and you have to be careful too, like who you're going to share this with and have somebody stand with you. Because that's a scary point, you know, because some people will just take that information and, mm -hmm. you know, try to slander you or slander your family or any of that. And, right. um, 
So which is painful in itself. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole <laughs> different set of problems, right? So, yes. but um, yeah, I think too, I, for me, I had to just lay aside any type of pride that I had mm. and said, I have to have people join with me in prayer. Yes. And so God, please, will you show me, you know, who mm. I can ask? I mean, even I, I remember just even sending little messages out to Southern California. Mm -hmm. Cal Teen Challenge. Teen Challenge yeah. It was like, yep. pray, please pray. Oh. You know, he pray with us and um, just always, and that was just even on Instagram. So mm. was, the response was always just so genuine and um, kind of fortifying and bolstering of my faith to know mm -hmm. that people here were praying. And um, well, so. and it, you're not alone in the battle you're fighting. Right. And I think sometimes, especially as a Christian, again, there's these hurts going on, but who do I tell? How can I get help? Right. Um, not knowing and just sort of, and I feel like that's part of the tactic of the enemy is to keep you isolated in your pain. Right. When we, and, and so prayerfully, you know, finding people to come in agreement. Right. Because our battle, Pastor Gary, is you know, not against flesh and blood but it's against mm -hmm. the principalities. It's a, there's a yeah. spiritual battle over our families, over right. our children and fighting that battle. And we need to be able to come and agree. And so that is one great tool. Yeah, yeah. as you're speaking, my mind goes in 50 different directions because there's so much we could say, but mm -hmm. so little time. But I, you know, I'm sure that anybody's listening now either just loves every piece of content that Teen Challenge puts out there. That's number one or number two, you're bored and have nothing else to do yeah. so you're watching us. <laughs> well, most likely number three is you have kids or family yes, members right. who are suffering with addictions right now. And we've come here in the name of Jesus to proclaim there's hope, Hallelujah. there's life, there's victory. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it for ourselves. And... Um, and then the second question you might be asking, okay, if there is hope and there's victory, how are we going to get there? How do we get to this place of hope? We're not seeing it. Things got worse for us before they got better. Mm. And we began to feel guilt and shame and condemnation. So uh, for us, it came to the point of where our moralistic worldview, it was no longer sufficient. This um, almost like Christian karma, mm -hmm. we've fed into them. So we should have got something right. back from them. We declared them in Christ, so the good karma should come back. You know, of course, I don't believe in karma, but it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yes, there's a principle of what you sow is what you reap. But when it comes to people's lives, what you sow is what you reap has to do with if you work hard, you gain something back from it. If you put something into your field of labor, you'll get it back. But right. people's souls are much more yeah. complex than that. So there's not this reciprocal always, we gave them the gospel, so they're going to have to stay in the gospel, um, people have choices to make and life's to, things to go through. And sometimes even God, I believe, will allow suffering and hardship among our children to ultimately show us and them what the gospel is really all about. And so the moralistic view will not work. You cannot um, say, well, if I pray hard enough, they'll get saved. If I read right. my Bible more, if right. I... If I take them to conferences, if I, you know, it's just, it's just, you're just pushing them away sometimes if you're not careful. Right. So if the moralistic view doesn't work, then what does? So when it, at least for us, and, and when I say work, it's, I'm, I'm even cautious about that because that's almost pragmatic. Like here's three points or here's three principles. Right. It's not a principle. It's not points. It's not moralistic. It's the hope that comes in Jesus Christ as we offer our lives freely to him. So our, our miracle came more in us first mm -hmm. and then in our kids then our miracle was for me it came at a point where the lord spoke to me about moses's mother mm 
and said, you remember when they were going to kill all these children and she had no hope of her son's survival, let alone you know, him, his salvation, well, and said, put him in a basket, let him go down the river, just, just take your hands off this. This yeah. is not, you're not in charge of this. You can't create uh, a solution. You didn't, you didn't cause it, that, which is a, an important thing to say. It's not your fault, and that leaves us the guilt, uh, but it's also then you can't fix it. Yeah, and so we, we just put our sons and our daughter in, uh, emotionally and mentally in a basket and just said, God, okay, it's no longer on our hands. We'll pray. We'll, we'll be here for them if they need us. We'll encourage them, but we're not going to be the helicopter parents hounding over them like, oh, did you, did you use right. today? Oh, right. do you want to go to Teen Challenge? Like, right. just like, no, God's, God's got you. We're praying for you. Uh, and then he drew them all back supernaturally, miraculously. Wow. And that's, uh, that's the power of the gospel power of the gospel and that's good what I'm hearing you talk about which I think is important is also embracing our limitations Absolutely. as counterintuitive as a parent as that could possibly be embracing the fact that sometimes the level of difficulty going on in their life is God's birthing process yeah. but as a parent to let go of that that limitation I just you know how critical is that and also how do we, as a believer, also limit where our mind goes? How do we get to where our whole world doesn't get uh, brought into a place where that struggle is? Because I have found that if I'm living in the place where the struggle is, it begins to inform where my faith is. <laughs> so how, what are some things as mom, dad, parents, husband and wife, talk to me about? Right. That. I think, um, Mike, for me, I had to really discipline my mind mm. to, and, you know, as it is written that we have these weapons of warfare that are mighty in battle, that they tear down strongholds and vain imaginations that are disobedient to Christ. And so I had to really be on guard to do that. Mm. And, and so it's like if my brain would get off on like a, you know, the spinning wheel of, oh, they're going to OD today, they're going to OD today, they're going to OD today. And it was like, no, no, now stop it. You know, like right now in Jesus' Amen. name, you that thought is coming down because it's disobedient to Christ. It has nothing to do yes. with what Christ says about them and who he is for them. You know, he leaves the 99, he goes after the one. And even in Psalms 139, it's like, there is yes. no place that mm. they can go that they don't meet yes. him Amen. and his love is there waiting. And um, just the faithfulness of God, mm. the faithfulness of God, yes. God is faithful. Yes. And so I had to be sure to declare that to myself as like, God is faithful. He's their father. He loves them far beyond what I can yeah. comprehend. And he's after them. You know, he loves them. He's pursuing them. And I, you know, me just being dizzy about, you know, they're going to get in a crash or they're going to yeah. get arrested or they're going to get whatever, you know. It's yeah. like, no, that doesn't help. Yes. That's not helping anything. <laughs> and so I need to think and believe and yeah. say to myself what God is saying. Yeah. And what, and so just really being super disciplined about that and catch it, you know, like right when it's like, mm. nope, that's the lie. That's a lie of the enemy. Mm. And so stop good. now in yes, Jesus' name. in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. If you don't mind me addressing one other yeah. issue that I, that's dear to my heart Thank in you. this, we have the, the 
precious delight of seeing four kids healthy, happy, mm. serving Jesus. Um, but our, two of our closest friends, two different couples, uh, lost their kids to addiction. Oh. And so, you know, there's, the, the, there's this whole question of, okay, well, why? You know, it's like, I did everything that Garen Kelly did, but I'm, but right. I, you know, and now as ODs are becoming more right. and more prevalent, yes. you know, it's, mm. it's, you know, and the Bible says the rain falls on the just and the, the unjust. unjust. Yeah. There's going to be just families that the the rain of, of mercy will be there, and there's the, the the just families where the rain of suffering will be there. Job is our primary yeah. biblical example of this, and so it, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to. Uh, Job, it all came down to the end. Though, though you slay me, yet will I serve you. Yeah. Yet will I trust you. Yet will I believe in you. Yes. This is after he lost all of his children. That's right. a, last, lost, almost lost his marriage, lost his health. And they say, I'm, I'm going to trust you. And so we trust him believing for our kids. And we want to encourage everyone to believe for your kids and believe without fear, greatest hope. And yet at the same time, there comes a level, and I can only speak knowing what our friends went through. Mm. There's a level of trust in them now that they didn't have before, right. that, that we can weather any storm and still mm. say, though you slay me, I will trust you. Trust they you. can still say, mm. Lord, we don't know why our son, our daughter was taken, yeah. but we believe you have a good and perfect plan. And th- our miracle was that our kids came home. Their miracle was, even though they lost their children, <clears throat> God showed them grace and faithfulness and miracles that took place. Right. Uh, both of these families, their funerals had multitudes of salvations wow. of people getting mm-hmm. nervous about like hey we this is serious this is life and death and so god uses things that we would rather him not use in our life the suffering paul said you know three times can you take this thorn from my flesh right. and the answer is pretty much is no mm-hmm. and sometimes there's there's a no of the things we want you know sometimes we're we're almost like this ostrich head in the sand mm-hmm. uh, pollyanna uh, pop psychology optimism right. to, to, to a right. degree that's not even biblical anymore. And then that leaves people that actually uh, do find hardship uh, at the end of the day. The, they're praying for their marriage, but they're married. You know, what do you say to a Christian that b- believing for their marriage and then their husband runs right. off with another woman and remarries, has a whole other family? D- did God fail them? No. There's a faithfulness to the Lord. So our story, as grateful as we are for it and as, yeah. as thankful we are, I would hope that we could have the a story of we trust you, God, if it didn't right. turn out this way. Right. Yes. And I can't say that because I didn't go through it, but I know some Christian friends who are a testimony to me. I think maybe their faith is even stronger than ours. We had faith for our children to come mm. home. But what if you had faith to believe that God is good no matter what storms you went through and difficulties? Again, we're not predicting that or not right. you know, not a negative type of confession no, is whatever you want to call it. We're believing and we believe whenever we pray for other families that have children in difficulty. We don't pray like, hey, you might lose your child. You know, right. o- o- ODs are happening a lot. We pray in the name of Jesus, you know, the accuser be bound, uh, the blood of the lamb, cover your family and bring them home. Yes. And we believe there is, a, there is a level of faith that we can have to see the rescue of our children. Absolutely. Well, and thank you, Gary, for mentioning that and, and Kelly for sharing your heart. Um, I think it's good because so many times we have this idea, even of course with our Christian line of this is what we did and then everything was better here, but to know, and it almost comes back to your statement earlier about Moses being turned over. Um, There's no guarantees. 
But when you surrender something to God, that releases God to do whatever he would will, and, and yet that releases me also. That's the key, yeah. And I think for me as a dad and as a parent, that's the battle because I'm the one wanting to helicopter fix and I find myself exhausted. Yeah. And that's where God's inviting me back to let him, and, and I have to let go, Amen. let go. Which again, I, a word God gave me out of Mark 9 is the transfiguration and they're coming down and the disciples are in a fight because there's a boy that couldn't get healed. <laughs> and so they're fighting and they're like, what are we going to do? And, and, and they're back and forth. And um, the disciples are fighting with this, the guy and the people in the crowd because nothing they did was good, could work. It wasn't. So, and, and so I love what Jesus says in Mark 9. Turn the boy over to me. Turn the boy over. And there's just something as a parent. And even with our marriages. These are the vehicles that have a way, a hotline just to really get to the deepest place emotionally that makes it so hard to navigate life because there's something in us. And I just think that, you know, that is the, the prayer, the act, say, God, this is yours. And, and part of that consecrating is irrevocable. It's God, this is your. I think we try to do that in baby dedications. Say, God, this is yours. But then we have to do it again in teenage years, do it again in these battles. So, and, and that is so, I'm so grateful for you guys speaking on that. Is there anything else? What about just, I uh, know we just have a moment left or a little bit. How about your marriage together? Ministry can be such a challenge and family and kids and finances. Um, how have you been able to continue? I often see you together and there's something so special about you ministering and being bound together. I know that that didn't happen on accident through all that you've been. Give us on walking together as husband and wife. What's a couple things we'll that you, finish, you could, okay? yes. Um, yeah, without a doubt, um, it's the graciousness of the Lord with all the, pain we had of our kids, uh, the difficulty of them backsliding and getting into the world and drugs and alcohol. There was so much to bear and he knows how much we can take. So even though we had that difficulty here on the marriage end of things, he gave us a grace. To, to, there's, uh, there's no major principles that we know or can share. Mm -hmm. It's just we enjoy each other's company. God gave us a friendship a warm heartedness towards one another. We are best friends. We love being with each mm. other. That's not on us. It's like, oh, I'm some, uh, you know, I, right. I obey the commands <laughs> of a great husband and she's the submissive wife and we got it all lined up. No, it's just the kindness of God that mm. has allowed us to be uh, deeply in love all these years. We haven't had, we haven't had seasons where we were horribly at odds. We've had arguments like every marriage has, but we sure. just have, we have fun together. And uh, she almost was feeling a little bit sick before coming here. She wasn't going to be, we weren't sure she would be able to come. And mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to go without you. And it's like, mm. you know, Moses with the presence of the Lord. Uh, if you don't go, I'm not oh. going without you. And uh, <laughs> then when she started feeling that we prayed, her fever broke. She started, she healed. And she came and, uh, you know, it just, it's, uh, so it's not, that's not a real spiritual answer. No, but that's, it's just a but real, that's just in, real life. Thank answer. you for sharing yes. that. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it helps being friends and <laughs> really caring for one another. And Amen. too, he's so, He's so patient and kind. I mean, I can be mm. like a real brat and he 
he uh, <laughs> takes good care of me. So, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I just, I think, um, yeah, just having that friendship and wanting to prefer each other has worked well for us. Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, G.K. Chesterton tells the story of, of um, a man in bed and he's trying to know what to do with his life. And this army general comes in and says, um, get up, do this, do that. So we're always looking for the commands. How do, how do we make our marriage better? And Chesterton says, another man walked in to beside the bed of this man and says, once upon a time, and he, what he was saying is he just told him a story uh, because that's how God works, not always in do this, do that, here's 10 steps. Oftentimes God works in the once upon a time, you know, yeah. and ultimately it's a love story. Yes. And he, I believe marriage is created not just for the man to follow certain commands, although it is. I believe the Ephesians passages mm -hmm. are correct for us and brings great joy and delight and peace in our marriage, mm -hmm. um, the biblical order of things. But but in, in reality, it's it's a love story yes. that God unfolds. And so there's no there's no 10-step program to a healthy marriage. There's a love story that God yes. wants to unfold. And again, all, our marriages are like what you said with the story about the... Mm -hmm. And was it Mark? Mm -hmm. The passage of Mark and the Moses, the same, it's the same thing, isn't yeah. it? Um, the same thing with our marriages as well. Yeah, turning it over to the Lord. That's, that's such a joy. And yes, absolutely, in what God has joined together. You know, and God just to be able to, it is a love story. In fact, it says in Philippians, let your love abound more and more yeah. with understanding and insight. It isn't just a feeling, but it's, discerning, it's wanting, it's investing. So I think a healthy marriage is um, being friends again, not getting so busy or duty bound or kids, but preserving this special foundation mm -hmm. as husband and wife right. and just spend time together. And mm -hmm. what a gift from the Lord. He's the cord of the third strand that has bound you together, kept you through this, and um, giving you that foundation to do everything else, ministry, kids. Yeah. So praise God for that. Good word of encouragement. Um, let's pray. I think we're pretty much out of time. Let's ask the Lord's hand over um, Carrie, uh, Kelly. Gary, would you pray? Just lift up our families. Pray that God's continued hand and healing and that word that God has, encouragement, whatever the Lord would do um, over those who are hearing this, that we would just cover them in prayer before the Lord. Can I pray? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So thank you, Heavenly Father. We come before you humbly in the name of Jesus. Yes. And God, we thank you that you go after the one. Mm. So we thank you even right now, God. And as uh, just parents and grandparents and maybe friends are praying for mm. someone that's lost or prodigal, God, yes. you just go after them, God, right now in Jesus' yes, name. Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you would sever every tie that the enemy has entangled them in, that you would dry up bitter wells that they're mm. drinking from, God. And Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, soften their heart that they would call on the name of the Lord and be saved. Yes. Lord, return them home. Yes. Lost treasure, come home. Come home now. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you would sustain these that are praying for um, children and grandchildren and, and even friends, God, that maybe it's been years, it's been decades, God, that they've been interceding. 
Lord, I'm asking in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for your mercy that you would draw them. Father, draw them to your Son, Jesus, and remove the veil that the God of this age has placed over their understanding, Mm. that they will see the glory of the risen Christ. Mm. We thank you for miracles. We thank you for redemption. We thank you for restoration. We thank you for reconciliation, God, because this is who you are. You are miracle-working, God, and with God, all things are possible. So we give you thanks so much for your goodness, and we give you thanks for your mercy. In the mighty name of Jesus Jesus. Christ, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing your life, sharing your heart, praying. We are so grateful for your story and for the many more lives that are going to be touched as uh, they are encouraged to keep going and trusting and letting the mind and the heart find the one that can help Jesus releasing that to the Lord so those are great tools we appreciate you so much we pray God's blessing over you and world challenge and everything else that God's doing through and all the grandkids and everything else that God has done in the Wilkerson family so thanks again God bless you Come home, Mom.